Welcome to the truth about network marketing. Are you ready? And welcome back to the truth about network marketing. This is Coach Miguel, your host, and you are listening to episode number 21. Today, we're going to be talking about how the hell can you get out of rock bottom? How to get out of rock bottom. If you're there right now, then we're going to show you exactly what to do. By the way, I'm very, very passionate about this topic. Really passionate, as a matter of fact. It's probably, I don't know just yet, but I'm thinking it's going to be one of my favorite, if not my favorite topic so far. You know, this episode 21, so we've been at it for, oh my God, it's been four weeks, so it's been about a month already. It's been about a month already um, uh, for this podcast. You know, it's still a baby podcast. We're still brand new uh, to the marketplace. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about so many things on how to build a business, how to stop chasing family and friends. Uh, you know, the one thing that every every network marketer uh, must have to succeed, the real truth about network marketing, many different reasons why 97% of network marketers fail. I'm actually looking at a list of the topics that we've had over the last uh, month you know, the, the first three steps to network marketing success, the first, second, and third, how to massively increase your confidence, how to predict your sales in network marketing, how to fix your retention problem if people are leaving you. You know, we show you how to fix your retention problem, why you should stop posting on Facebook, uh, you know, something that network, marketer comp- network marketing companies will never tell you and how attraction marketing and actual automation really works. So we've had a lot of fun. We've had many different episodes already. Today we're talking about how the, how, how to get out of rock bottom. And I think that like the, the, the reason why I'm so passionate about this one episode is because, I don't know, maybe because I was a rock bottom, you know? I went through rock bottom. I know what it's like to be a rock bottom. And not just once, but many times. You know, rock bottom is that place that you never thought that you would get and is the lowest place of all. You are at the lowest that you've ever been, not just financially, by the way, financially, personally, individually, spiritually, in your love life, maybe. For me, it was everything. I was broke and I was broken in every single stinking way. And I was 26 years old, 26. This was, man, I'm 32 right now. So this was six years ago. That's right. Yeah, this was 2016. It's 2016. So this is what, uh, 2021 already. So let me see. Yeah, like six, five, six years ago. So it wasn't even too long ago. And by the way, that was the last time so far that I hit rock bottom. Um, I'm not going to hit rock bottom ever again. But, you know, before that one time, there were a few times and places where I hit rock bottom as well but that last time it was very um it was hard it was hard at least for me at that moment it was you know I was that kid who always worked hard um I went to school I graduated as an electrical engineer you know I got my electrical engineering degree um in 2012 from UTSA University of Texas at San Antonio and then I started working as, uh, 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 you know, for a year as an engineer, you know, a little bit under a year, actually, maybe like 10 months, I want to say. Then I decided it's not for me. You know, I'm not I'm not really an engineer. Uh, I'm just there so that I can make my parents proud. I don't know if you've ever gone through that. 
maybe you are going through that, you know, going through a career just to make your parents happy, just to make your parents proud, you know, just so they, they're proud of you. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. I thought I was the only one. Then I started telling my story and people are like, yeah, that same thing happened to me. I'm like, wow. I didn't know that it was so common. I didn't know that it was so common for many people to go to school, right? Spend all those years in a career and then later either don't follow it or just quit later and then completely change their careers. I thought I was the only one. I, th I felt so stupid for like, it's like, why would you leave engineering? Why would you stop being an electrical engineer, one of the highest paid professions in the world? I mean, there's so much, you know, it's like, oh, wow, you're an engineer. It's like, oh, yeah, like you're, you're smart. You know, you're accomplished. You're successful when you're an engineer. Maybe. But imagine telling absolutely everybody that you're going to quit engineering, you know, and that it's not for you and that you're going to go start your own business. So that's what I did. About a year after I graduated, a year after I started working as an engineer, you know, um, quit my, my, my job, started my business. And the good thing about the place where I was is that by the time that I started my business, um, I had a bit of an advantage. The advantage, and by the way, also disadvantage, it's actually both was that I had money in my bank account. I had saved about $80,000, $70,000 or so in my bank account. So I was like, you know what? I got, I got a little bit of money in my, in my savings account. I can live off of this money. So number one, it's a blessing because I'm able to fully commit to my business, right? And at the same time, it's a disadvantage. So it's an advantage because I can commit to my business. It's a disadvantage because when you have money, th there is really no pressure, you know? Or at least I thought before, at least that's what happened. Now I've learned, because now I'm at a different place in my life, I've learned not to make that mistake where, oh, you're making some money, you know what? Let's go ahead and, you know, we're doing good, let's relax. You gotta learn how to always, at any level that you are, doesn't matter if you're rock bottom, doesn't matter if you're just getting started, doesn't matter if you're just starting your business, you've already accomplished, doesn't matter if you're making, you know, four figures, five figures, six figures, seven figures, eight figures a year, doesn't matter, doesn't matter where you are. You gotta find a way to put yourself in a not so comfortable way. That's the key is how do you consistently keep on pushing yourself? Doesn't matter what stage you are in your life financially. You know, because some people like something that happened to me is like, you know what, I started making like six figures, you know, like middle six figures. I'm like, oh, you know, it's money that I've never had before in my life. I've never seen any, I've never met anyone in my life that makes that kind of money. Now I'm making that kind of money. Everybody's telling me congratulations, Miguel. Man, you got it. You got the life. You got the new car. You got the you got the place. You got the big condo and the uh, with a big view on the on the thirty something floor and and blah blah like. And then, you know, you think that you think that you've done it. You think that oh, I got it, you know.
and then you stop pressuring yourself you stop getting uncomfortable you know and that's where things start going down again so this happens to absolutely everybody doesn't matter how much money you make right now doesn't matter if you're rock bottom you have to find a way to consistently push yourself like one of the worst things that you can do is compare yourselves to other people that's uh, worst things that you can do is compare yourselves with other people here's why because if you look at yourself you look at your life and you're like you know what man i'm just not being so grateful you know what there are other kids in africa that have no money no food no nothing you know what i have it made you gotta be careful with that because now because other people have it worse than you and by the way there's always going to be people that have it better and there's always going to be people that have it worse always always so if you compare yourself with a person that has less or that is less blessed you know then you're gonna be like man you know i i have it i mean gee i i, I should i should be grateful and I'm going to tell you what the key is in, in a little bit, because I always say, always be grateful. And now I'm telling you, be careful when you say, oh, man, I'm so grateful. Just just give me a, just give me a minute. Things will make sense. So but you want to be very careful about doing that. Compare yourself with somebody that has it worse. You know, it's like, oh, man, I'm doing so good. Look at these people. They don't even have a house. They don't have food. They don't have anything. And here I am with a house. You know what? I, sh I, I should be grateful. But then you're grateful and then you stop taking action. You stop pressuring yourself. Right? So that's a very, very... Um, that's a point that you don't want to be at. Very dangerous for you to be at that point. Now, you don't want to compare yourself with people that have less than you. Also, you don't want to compare yourself with people that have more than you. It's like, oh my God, look at this guy, look at this girl, they have the life, they, you know, they have the car that I want, you know, they have the, uh, the, uh, the house, they have the life, they, 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 they have the trips, they have the kids, they have the money, they have this and they have that. And then you start comparing yourself with people that have more. And now you're like, oh, you know what, I'm nothing, I'm, I'm not worth it. You know, this is stupid. I'm never going to have it, you know. So you want to be very careful when you compare yourself with people that have less and people that have more. Stop focusing on other people. Stop focusing on the, on, on the, uh, on, 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 on the kids that have nothing. Stop focusing on the, on, on the people that have everything. Stop focusing on that and then focus on you. On you, on where you are at. See, that was the problem when I hit rock bottom. When I hit rock bottom, you know what happened? I, you know, started working as an engineer 2012, 2013, the next year, I stopped working as an engineer and then I quit my job to start my business. I had money in my bank account and I made a mistake that, oh, you know what? I have money, I have time. And I started working hard. I started working hard, but there was really no pressure, right? Because I had money. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do another year. Yeah, I can do another year. I got money. I got money in the back. It's okay. I got money in the bank and I made that big mistake.
I made the big mistake of not putting pressure on me. You know? So then, 2016 hits. And that's when I hit rock bottom. That's the moment. That was the day. That was the year. June 30th, if I'm not mistaken. It was a Friday. I always actually, you know what? I got my computer right here in front of me. And I took a screenshot. And I'm going to tell you the, the story of the screenshot. But... I actually have the little picture right here. There you go. I called it proof. Check this out. Let me see. Yeah. Friday, June 3rd, 2016. At 6.31 p.m. 6.31 p.m. This happened about 6 p.m. that Friday. And I remember it was a Friday. That's for sure. I don't remember. I, don't, I didn't remember exactly the date. I'm glad that I looked at the picture. But I looked... At the, at the time, and it was about 6 o'clock, it was a Friday, and I was about to go on a date. Yes, I was going to go on a date. There was this uh, girl that I really like. Beautiful, beautiful girl. This girl, this chick, I was after her for so long, she finally said, yes, I'll, you know, I'll say yes to a date. So I'm getting everything ready, right? I'm getting everything absolutely ready. And I get a little notification on my phone from my bank you know I was banking with Bank of America and it's a little notification that says you have under $25 in your account and I'm like what's going on so I go to my computer I log into my bank and there it is there it is right in front of me. I could not believe what I was looking at. I had 90 cents in my checking account, zero dollars in my savings. So my savings went from 70 something thousand, close to $80,000 to zero now. Zero. I had 90 cents in my checking account. And I have a screenshot for those of you guys who are like, yeah, no, that's not true. I don't believe you. Let, talk to me. Come on, talk to me. Let me show you. 90 cents in my checking account. And I owed. I owed. I'm talking about owing money too. Not own where I own the money. No, I owe money. I need to give money to somebody else. I owed money to the bank. And it was $857.15. By the way, I did have a business account at that time. I had $15 in my business account and 50 cents. $15, one five and 50 cents. I owed more money to the bank than I had money. I had 90 cents in my checking account, $15 in my business account. So that's what, $16. I had a total of $16 and I owed $857.15. Plus, plus, that was the year that I had to move back to my parents' house. So there I was, looking at my bank account. I didn't have any more money. And I just started crying. I remember that day as if it was yesterday. 
I really do. I really do remember that day as if it was yesterday. That's one day that I'll never forget. I looked at my computer as I was sitting right there in front of my laptop, and I started crying. Crying my eyes out. I just couldn't believe it. Twenty-six years old, back at my parents' house, sleeping on the floor. Right. This is at that time I was already back at my parents' house because once again I had already run out of my uh, of money, so I had to move back to my parents' house. I had to sell my bed. I had to sell my guitar, beautiful Takamine guitar. I had to sell a lot of stuff. Many things I had to sell. I was sleeping on the floor. I had no girlfriend, no nothing, no family, no, you know, I had a car that I had already bought since 2000, what was it, 2008, 7? So it wasn't a brand new car, it was old already, it was 8 years old, more than 8 years old. That's really all I had, was my car, it was my laptop and my phone, and I had a little bit of clothes. I sold some clothes, I sold my bed, I sold my guitar. And I still get a little emotional, you know, because man, I just remember how hard it was. And the, the big mistake that I made, even at that moment, was comparing myself to other people. I started comparing myself to my friends, all my engineering friends. And these were guys that were already, you know, they already had jobs. They were making, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100K a year at their jobs, but they were making money. They were buying houses, they were buying cars, they were getting married, they were having kids. And there was Miguel. I wasn't coach Miguel yet. Back at his parents' house, sleeping on the floor, zero dollars in his savings, 90 cents in his checking account. It was tough. It was really tough. I kept asking myself, what am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? I have nothing. I have no one. I'm broke, broken in every single way. I don't know what happened. By the way, I ended up texting, texting that girl right there and I made up a lie. <laughs> uh, she ended up blowing me off. She was like, that was the one opportunity she gave me. And... Um, um, and I blew her off. You know, she was already ready. She was ready. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the reason I was there at home is because I was waiting for her because I was ready to pick her up. And she told me, yeah, just give me a few more minutes. I'm going to be ready in just a few more minutes. So don't pick me up just yet. You know, so I was waiting. And then after I realized like, oh my God, now I got to go tell her that I can't because I don't have any money. I had 90 cents in my checking account. You know, my credit card had like a $900 credit limit, so I couldn't use any more money. I had, well, like 50-something dollars left to use. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to tell this girl, no, I'm sorry, I don't have, uh, um, you know, I, I, I made up a lie. I forgot. It was something about like a last-minute family, something emergency. She didn't bite it. 
So, you know, she ended up not uh, going out with me anymore. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. But forget about that. And let's talk about what happened that day. And this is the topic today is how to get out of rock bottom. Because I was hitting rock bottom that day, that June 3rd, 2016. And by the way, you remember, you remember when you hit rock bottom. Maybe you're rock bottom right now. But you can remember just like just like I can remember rock bottom as if it was yesterday. I know that you can too. Because it's in those moments of pain that we actually have to make a decision. You know, and that decision was, am I going to stay here in this place of sorrow, of pain? I was so disgusted about myself. It's like, man, I can't even make money. How can I provide for this girl? How can I provide like, my manhood? is in doubt. So, I had a decision to make. Something happened that day, by the way. I don't know what it was. But I texted that girl and I said, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go anymore. Blah, blah, blah. I made up the lie. And I'm still sitting there in front of my computer. I'm crying and crying and crying. Literally, tears are coming down my eyes. And I had that bank. I was looking. I was sitting in front of my laptop I was sitting down, I was looking at the screen, and I just couldn't believe it. I kept staring at it, and staring at it, and staring at it some more. I just kept staring and staring and staring. And something happened. I don't know what it was, but maybe an idea or something. After crying for like 20 minutes and feeling sorry for myself, Something happened. And there was a voice, call it a gut feeling, call it a gut blessing. It could be all three. It could be two out of three. It could be more than the three. I don't know. But it was something. Something. Got inside me and said, you can make this day, this the worst day of your life, you can make it the best day of your life. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but something inside of me said, you know what? Man, this could be the beginning of something awesome. I was like, wow, imagine here in like five years or 10 years, going to big stadiums and telling your story and telling people where you were and where you are right now. And that's when I thought of the screenshot. I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. This is perfect. I'm going to take a screenshot of this little, you know, of my bank account. And that's what I did. I grabbed my little, uh, there's a tool here, my Windows uh, computer, my Windows laptop that allows you to take screenshots, right? So I took a screenshot and I saved it. I was like, yes, someday, one day soon, I'm going to go to stadiums. I'm going to go places, I'm going to tell people the story. 
and I'm going to do two things. I'm going to do one thing. I'm going to compare two things. I'm going to tell them, look where I was. And then I'm going to tell them, look where I am. And if I can do this, so can you. Right? That was the story that I that I just like, man, this is perfect. Like that, I can do this. I can do this. Something told me, you know what? If I drove myself here to this place, I can also get myself out of this place. Like I drove myself here. You know? I, I, and it's it's never other people. I could have easily blamed it on 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 anyone. I could have blamed it on my parents that never taught me about anything about money. I could have um, um, I could have blamed it on my mentors that didn't teach me how to keep my money. I could have blamed it on anyone. And I say, you want you know what? I'm gonna take full responsibility for this. Full responsibility. So I decided to take a little screenshot and I said, I'm gonna change my life around. I'm gonna tell everybody how they can go from 90 cents in the checking account, 90 cents in their checking account to seven figures and then eight figures and then nine figures. Now I haven't gotten to 90 figures yet. I haven't gotten to eight figures yet. I've gotten to seven figures already. And I can show anybody that. I can show anybody how they can go from 90 cents to seven figures because I've done it. I know what it's like not to have money. I know what it's like to have money. How to get out of rock bottom. You have two choices, two. Choice number one is simply to stay there. Do nothing. That's the easiest one, by the way. It's, it's easier to not do, to, to, to do nothing. It's easy. I can literally just sit here and do nothing. Not talk, not take my next call, not do my team meeting here in about 32 minutes. Uh, not do any, any of that. Not go through the pains. Just lay down in bed and do absolutely nothing. How relaxing would that be? Oof. Man. So I can choose to do that. The easy. The easy path. Just do nothing. Keep complaining about it. Nothing changes. Nothing changes if you don't change something. Or option number two, turn your life around, start moving, make a commitment first. You know, I always talk about committing first, make a commitment first. That's what I did that day. I had two choices. I could have stayed there, complained about it, bitch, it's not my fault, my parents, my mentors, my friends, the economy, the business the company that I was with, blah, blah, blah. I could have blamed it on everybody if I could. But I decided to take option two and say, you know what? I'm committed. 
I'm committed to this goal. What was my goal? Is to show people how they can go from 90 cents in their checking account to seven figures. And eight figures and nine figures. So I still got to hit the eight figures. I still got to hit the nine figures. I'll get there soon. I will. And yes, I have a plan. I will get there. But you start with a commitment first. A commitment means, you know what? I'm going to do this. How? It does not matter. The how does not matter yet. See, that's the problem with a lot of people right now. With a lot of people, they're like, man, but how am I going to do this? You know, I was talking to a, 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 a good friend of mine, like this was like a year, maybe two, even two years ago, I think. And we we're sitting down, we went to a restaurant and this chick had her own business. And, you know, I had, you know, she, but she had like a little small, like, like a tiny business, you know, it's probably making, you know, under, I don't know, $50,000 in sales. I'm talking revenue, right? Not even, you know, I'm not talking about net. I'm not talking about profit. I'm talking about total sales. Um, you know, she's got a tiny, tiny business, right? And she was just getting started, so I told her, yeah, like, this is where I want to get to. I want to get to, like, nine, you know, nine figures, and, you know, this is how much money I want to be making, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you know, she kind of laughed at me. You know, she's like, Miguel, you know that never happens, right? Or, no, no, she said, Miguel, that, 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 you know that that almost never happens, right? I mean, you have a, you have a 0 0.01% of making that happen. Oh, no, no, she didn't say 0.01%. She, she, she said, you have a 99.9% .9 of failing, of not getting there. I was like, yeah, but that means that I have a 0.01% chance that I can, and I will. And I will be that 0.01%. Because not many people get to nine figures. Not many people get to nine figures. It's really hard to get there. It's hard. I'm going to be this year point zero one percent So there's, there's a, a, um, a decision that you have to make. Number one, am I going to do nothing? Or number two, am I going to do something about it? I decided to go with option B and say, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit. Commit means I'm going to commit to these first. I'm going to figure out later. I'll figure out how to do it. The how is none of your business. How comes later. When you commit to something, how is irrelevant. You know why? Because you're so committed to something that you're, you'll figure out how to make it work. You will figure it out. But you got to commit first. And see, like I was saying before, like the problem is that people are like asking, oh, but how am I going to do this? Like, how is this going to work? Like, oh, the, the chances, you don't have big chances. You don't have a lot of chances. How are you going to make it happen? How? And how does this work? And how does that work? And how? Like, is it even possible? How? The problem is that they're going after the how. They're trying to figure out exactly, but how am I going to do this, man? Like, what's this strategy? Tell me the strategy. How is this going to work? You got to commit first. Once you become fully committed, fully, a hundred, a thousand percent committed, That's when later you'll figure it out. And you will. If, if you're really truly committed, if you're really truly committed, you will figure it out. That's exactly what happened. I had no idea how the hell I was going to get out of rock bottom. 
When I was sitting right there in front of my computer, I had no idea how. How? No idea. I didn't buy a course. I didn't do anything. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get some new knowledge. Nothing. I knew the same thing that I knew before. The three years that got me to that point where I had 90 cents in my checking account. I didn't know anything new. That day, I didn't get any new knowledge. You know what I got? I got committed. I got real committed. I was like, you know what? I commit to showing the world how they can go from 90 cents to nine figures. It's a commitment. How am I going to get there? I don't know. I'll figure it out. But how? how Coach Miguel, man, how, are you, how, how exactly are you going to get there? I don't know. I will figure it out because I'm committed. I'm going to try one thing. Might not work. Next. Try the next strategy. Might not work. Next. Next thing is probably not going to work. It's okay. Next. It's like Thomas Edison said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I found 10,000 ways that didn't work. See, I'm so committed that it doesn't matter how many times I fail. I'm committed to making it happen. I'm committed to making that 90 cents to nine figures. It will happen. How? I still don't know how. Now, I know how to get to seven figures already. I figured that out. How? I had no idea, but I figured it out. I started working. I got a loan. I, I, um, um, I got a $3,000 loan. Yes, because I didn't have any money. I got a $3,000 loan, borrowed money, uh, invested in a course, started learning, started making really good money, right away became the top 10 affiliate in my company. Then the company went down. I lost absolutely everything. Again, but I had to start from scratch, started my own business, started hiring people, made it to the top, then fell down again, started building it up again. Like, I had to figure it out. I bought a course, I got a loan, I bought this, I made mistakes, I made it to the top. I made great money, then I lost the money. I'm just committed. But Coach Miguel, man, what's the point? Like, what's the point that you stop? Like, when will you stop? Like, what needs to happen in your life that will get you to stop going after that goal, after that dream? Nothing. It does not matter if I fail 10 times, or 100 times, or 1,000 times, or 10,000 times or more, I'm going to keep trying again and again and again. I will keep trying. I'll try another strategy. I'll try another mentor. I'll try another uh, course. I'll try another something. But I will always try something new. Number one starts with commitment. When you are rock bottom, you have a decision to make. Number one, do I stay here? Number two, do I make a commitment to get the hell out of here? How are you going to get there? No idea.
none of my business right now. It will be in my business later, but right now it's none of my business. Right now I got to commit, fully commit. By the way, the fact that you do it for a little bit of time and then leave, that's not commitment. You know, yesterday I, I heard somebody leave a comment on my Instagram because I talked about commitment yesterday on my, on my Instagram. There's a post that came out on Instagram that was talking about the first step is to make a commitment to your business. You know, and she's a great, great chick, and, and, and she left me a comment. She was like, yeah, you know, some people commit, and then they, and then they, um, um, and then they quit. It's like, that's not commitment. Co commitment is not, is not doing it for a little bit of time and then quitting. Hell no, that's not commitment. That's called trying things out. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm going to try and, and marry my, 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 my wife. I'm going to marry her. I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to see how it goes, right? And then things get tough. Boom, I leave. Is that really commitment? That's not commitment. People lack commitment. That's why we have so many marriages that fail. Because you're not committed. Now, of course, I don't want to get into this whole conversation about, oh, marriage and, you know, what if, what if they hit you? Of course, I mean, that's, we're talking about something different. I'm not saying, oh, let somebody hit you again and again and again. You know, oh, but because you're so committed, you're going to stay with him. Oh, hell no. That's abuse. That's, that's stupidity, right? That's something completely different. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about making, making a commitment to get out of rock bottom and to never be there again. And it doesn't matter how many times you try. How many courses, how many things you try, how many strategies, how many mentors, how many videos you watch, how many times you keep falling down, it's a commitment. Commitment means you do it again and again and again. Even when you don't like it, even when you don't feel like it. Sometimes I don't like my wife. She gets in my nerves sometimes. Baby, I love you. But it's the truth, and she knows that too. She's like, "Yeah, I don't like, I don't like Miguel sometimes. Many times I don't." Commitment. I'm committed to this person, through good and through bad. I'm committed to this business. I'm committed to going from ninety cents in my checking account to nine figures. That's real commitment. I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to stick to this person. I'm going to stick to this business. I'm going to stick to this thing. I'm going to stick to it until I see it flourish, until I see it shine. That's real commitment. It's not trying it for a little bit and then quitting after. It's not. It's consistently be with it. Even after you face disappointment, even after you face hurt, even after you face doubt, even after you face many things, ask, by the way, feel free to ask many people that you look up to, that Tony Robbins, ask Tony Robbins, ask Grant Cardone, ask uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, ask those people, hey, have you ever doubted yourself? Yes. Sometimes I still do. They're probably going to tell you that. But you know what? I keep going. I keep moving. I keep moving forward. That's what I heard of Les Brown one time. Les Brown had a speech. And he said one of the first motivational speeches that I had is I would tell people that they can, that they, you know, that they can and they will and they must. 
And he was like, and yet I was living in a garage or something like that. Broke. He didn't have any money. He didn't believe in himself. And now he's there telling people that they got to believe in themselves. That's what you got to do. Keep going even when you don't believe in yourself. Commitment. How do you get out of rock bottom? You got two choices. Choice number one is going to keep you in rock bottom, which is go feel sorry about yourself. Option number two is commitment. Make a commitment to get out of that place and to never be there again. I'm not asking you to figure out how. Don't worry about the how. But Coach Miguel, man, show me your attraction marketing on automation stuff, man. I want to learn. Don't worry about it. Attraction marketing, it doesn't matter right now. And the marketing and the selling, the duplication, don't worry about it. And the automation systems, Coach, don't worry about it. First, make a damn commitment. Commit. Commit. Commit first. Figure out later. That's how you'll get out of rock bottom. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your attention today. This was The Truth About Network Marketing, episode number 21, How to Get Out of Rock Bottom. I hope that I made a bit of a difference in your life, and I hope that you stay committed. I hope that you make that commitment to your life, and I hope that you stay committed. Remember, commitment is not, it's not trying it out for a little bit. Commitment is doing it forever. Make a commitment to, figure, uh, uh, to making things happen. Commit first, figure out later. Thank you so much. This is Coach Miguel, and I'll see you at the top. Thanks for joining us today on The Truth About Network Marketing. Make sure to visit our website, attractionmarketingonautomation.com, where you can get more information on how to build a massive, duplicatable downline on automation. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for our next episode. See you at the top.